everybody, David Donaldson here with another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact with my counterpart, Joseph Martin, and today's guest, the lovely Jennifer Hoskins. Jennifer, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks Very for having me. excited to have you here with us today. And I really wanted to kind of focus on today as the year starts to come to a close. We spent a lot of time talking about the important elements of impactful business and what can we do to set ourselves up for success. And in your world, I was looking at what you, and we were talking about is like, how do you set yourself up as the year winds down and everybody starts to relax? It's Thanksgiving. And everybody starts pumping the brakes, right? They can see holidays, Christmas, New Year's. I can just kick back and relax. But you really can't do that, right? If you want to have any kind of momentum going into the new year, you just can't do that. So we wanted to have you join us today to talk about what have you done at this time of year to say, you know what? I'm setting myself up. I'm going to have the ability to kind of get back, take some time for myself, but hit the ground running in 2024. So let's let's backpedal a second. Let's kind of give everybody a little bit of background of who you are. How did you get here today? Who's Jennifer? Who's Jennifer? Jennifer was a failed real estate agent in 1994 to 96. <laughs> okay. Love All the right, honesty. So, yep. I walked in. I bought my first house in Arlington and... The short story is I got so excited. I quit my day job, saved $10,000 in the bank and tried to make a million dollars. Real estate was different back then. The only training that we had was called sweat hogs. And I'm not lying. That was the only training was called sweat hogs or the broker handed you a phone book. There were, all we had were pagers back then and they started dial for dollars. And I was didn't like Mr. Cotter real estate, sweat hogs. Really? Yes. I don't know who Mr. Cotter is. I'm just saying. That's a new one. I'm going to put that in my appendix of sweat hogs. It was called sweat hogs. Uh, anyway, so I left. I'm like, see you later. You people are crazy. I'm never going to do this again. I hate it. It's horrible. Uh, I came back as a lender in the mid 2000s. Um, then we had the market crash, as you remember, and uh, I got roped in to helping a real estate agent because I had real estate lending background. So I worked with her for three years and every year she said every month, she's like, you're going to leave me. You're going to leave me. You're going to be a top producer. I said, no, I'm not. You're crazy lady. You're crazy. Um, but when I saw what she was paying me, I calculated it out. I watched how she did her business. I learned all of her techniques behind the scenes as a transaction coordinator. And I launched at Keller Williams in 2015 and have been a top producer on my own terms ever since. Mm -hmm. And here I am today. And I've been in leadership for, I think, five or six years. Ever since I joined Keller Williams, I've always been in leadership in some capacity, culture, committee, everything else. So taking advantage of what's at your disposal, right? Everything. And blending that in bold every single year, rah, rah, everything. Every, I just, I immersed myself in everything I could. And the reason that I joined was because of the technology that we had. That was the only company that had true technology at the time and still does. But they put it all together as a, as a group. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate the background and, and the shout out to the technology, which, you know, tech matters, right? We get it. Joe's biting his tongue over here. That's okay. He still uses a tickler file. Don't, don't oh, worry. I, I laugh on the tech side because everybody says they've got tech, right? So it's like a buzzword inside of real estate. And I think like the thing that I always bring up on, because we're going on some of the grand intangible and technology is that like the tech is only as good as you use it. So I don't care what anyone says about like 
what tech stack they have and how great it is. Like one is if you don't use it, it doesn't matter. And number two, just because I want to debunk this, like this like triggers me, Jennifer, which you're not, it's not you in a bad way, but in like a good way, is that like when people talk about tech, it's one, the, the actual utilization of it. But number two, which is not the topic of this podcast today, but it's, I think it's like something that's really important is that like the technology that you're utilizing, it's not broken. When you try new technology, the real hiccup that most people have is that the process that you used to do on the former technology is different on the new technology. So then most consumers say it doesn't work. Well, no, actually it does work. It just does your task differently and you've got to change. And we all know that human beings hate change. So that I, I put that in for anybody listening because there's two things around technology. You got to actually use it and you got to realize that when you're changing and upgrading your tech stack, stuff is going to be different. It's not broken. It's just that you got to change your habits. And most people are too impatient to actually learn new habits. Correct. And I, I actually use the technology, which is fun for me. And, you know, everybody has technology, but they just don't know how to use it and they don't slow down to use it. So I'm on the same boat, but I say that, but let me show you what else I do. I still have not stopped using paper files. Okay. Paper files are still my thing because of my ADHD. So I have both, but I lean into technology to guide my business forward and to keep me on track for the plan, which is what we're talking about today is what have you been doing? What are you doing to be ready? And I use technology to help me stay on track to do that. Can I ask you one other question before Dave goes in? I, I apologize. I'm going to be secondary on this one. Do you have an iPhone or do you have an Android? <laughs> So I'm an iPhone user. <laughs> That's enough. That's fine. Go ahead, Dave. Keep going. You got somebody. It matters to me that much. It's only the iPhone people that care. Well, I just, I just want to bring that up. We're talking about a little bit of technology. Went down a rabbit hole. And then just because Jennifer's on talking about how she's prepping for 2024 with technology and she has an iPhone. Continue. Sorry. I will shut up now. <laughs> really? Best. Technology is nothing but leverage. Okay, you, I think I just heard you say it doesn't matter what you use as long as you use it. I'm pretty sure you just said that. I don't know, but uh, I also kind of went, I'm going to just, I'm just going to flip right over you, Dave. It's fine. <laughs> so, I actually also have the the, I, the iMac uh, advanced monitor that has built-in speakers, and the, the video follows me around. It's more expensive than the actual hardware. So it's a phenomenal feature using technology for video. So, yes, and you're looking at it right now. And that, you know, video and music, that's right. Apple's wheelhouse business, you know, the business people of the world. That's okay. Hey, I still use Google. I mean, that's very Android-ish, you know, I, I make it work. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I really doesn't bother me, but it, it bothers Joe. So therefore I have fun with it and he likes to think it tweaks me, but it doesn't. And it's all right. I just like taking pop shots for everybody we have on the podcast to find out if yes. green. He's got a scoreboard he's tracking at home. It's it's okay. No, but here's the thing. Like you brought us some really important things when you're talking about technology. If we're talking about focus of what you're doing, right? The technology, and I love that you showed the folder because what I always say to people is like technology is leverage. It's not a replacement. Now, in your case, I might say it is kind of a replacement for some paperwork, but it's not a replacement. For relationships it's not a replacement for strategy right it's there to help you do things not to re completely replace things right it's time management leverage right if you if you should come to the full automation of it all you're losing what is the real value and what we bring to the table which is the relationship right 
The technology right. facil helps me facilitate relationships and maintain them is what it does behind the scenes. Nobody yeah. knows that it's there, but that helps me stay on track. If you use it the right way. Correct. So let's let's talk about business planning. Let's talk about like what did you dig deep into fourth quarter to go? These are the things I've got to accomplish before the end of the year to set myself up for success. Because you've had continued success now going back to as you came on board with us in 2015. What does that look like for you? So here's what it looks like. I actually started this in September because this year, uh, my financial advisor, I met with him today. He said, this year has been schizophrenic. <laughs> That's a great description <laughs> of the financing world and real estate. It's just been all over the board. We have no idea, right? So I decided looking at my numbers. The first thing that I did was look at my accounting and quick, my books. I wanted to see where I was. I tracked that every month and figure out what I needed to do first to streamline my business because it's schizophrenic. You know, we've, we've had this up and down market. So first thing right off the bat is money. It's always about money, always strategizing, looking at the monthly budget for me and what I was planning to do for the rest of the year and ramp up for next year. Cause next year was, is every year's unknown. We got trends and everything, but it's basically unknown. So my first thing is let's cut out the, the junk that I was buying all this new technology, things like that. So I took that out. So that was my first big look at my big picture. And I knocked out $5,000 this year for next year's budget. I just took it out. I just took out a lot of things from that. So that was the first thing I did. The second thing that I did was I always want a coach. So I hired a coach and I said, this is what my, I, I set my goals. Um, so we set up immediately what I was going to do for January. Cause in my mind, having been in this business a long time is once you hit October, your year's done, unless you're a hustler and you're hustling for business and you've already got stuff in your pipeline. Cause what we, what we usually get is 60, 90 days behind what we're doing today is 60, 90, a hunt, six months out, a year out of business. So if you don't have a lot of stuff on the books, you can focus short term and go, I got to close so many more deals by December 31st. I changed my mindset this year and I said, no, I'm going to start and I'm going to start signing agreements now for next year. So that, nice. was, that was goal number two. So every person I met with and I wasn't pushing them to put their home on the market. I'm primarily a listing agent. I said, what do you want to do? And they're like, we want to list next spring. Great. Let's get started now. So I started getting agreements signed now for next year. So that was another big push. So cleaning up the books, pushing out for next year and strategizing for next year. I put into play an entire system from the, the MREA book. And that was the eight by eight program. I did this this past year. I've never seen anybody execute the eight by eight program ever on page 147. Like <laughs> um, pages already, just like yeah, Mark. Yeah. Dug in deep. I spent last the fourth quarter last year creating the eight by eight system. So you touch just as an overview, as a reminder, you're touching. Oh, so not everybody on here is a KW agent. So kind of lay out an eight by eight touch plan for you. What does that look like? So it's when you add somebody new to your database, you go out, you meet them, you have the contact information, you put them on this program where you touch them once a week for eight weeks for two months that builds your brand, your name. And it's a combination of mailings, phone calls, texts, right? And connecting in person. So you create this whole system around that. So once you've touched them for those eight weeks straight in a systematic way, 
Then they roll into your monthly system for your 36 touch program or whatever you do, whether it's a monthly email, whatever your business model looks like and your, your marketing plan looks like. So your everybody listening, what I'm hearing you say is instead of a lead receiver, you're a lead generator. That's what I'm hearing you say. Correct. Right. I don't buy leads at all. I don't pay anybody. I go get my, I work my sphere. I work what's in my database. And there's a novel idea that you're actually reaching out to people. Like you're actually conversing with people and like communication, just novel yes. idea for people. I'm, made, I'm being humorous around my like dead. No, dead but it's true. Like, yeah. I like, agree with you. It's one of those things that like a very simple thing that you're talking about is an eight by eight where like a lot of agents that we work with, at least I work with, I know don't have something that's going out or at least reminding them to call somebody or text somebody. And I think it's a brilliant idea that some people look over for the brilliance of the simplicity. Correct. And then I took that system and I watched how it worked. And the great thing is it works. It's you always, the phone will ring or they remember me. I go to an event and they go, oh, Jennifer, I got you. That was a great piece that you sent me. Oh, I love your calendar. You know, I'm not a calendar person. I don't like to send out magnetic calendars. That's so 80s. That's the most comments that I got on was this 80s magnetic <laughs> calendar on the fridge. Little known fact. I have one sales team that sends me that, that magnetic calendar. And I'm not talking the little one that's like, you know, that time. I'm talking about the big one. I'm talking about the, I use it every year. It's the one thing that I look forward to. And I know so many people are like, it's so dumb. I love that thing. And it's still I, on my fridge all year round. So. so I had to get out of my own way because I just thought it was ridiculously. And it wasn't. It turns out that I created something. I created this thing that now I have to do with another magnet. So I'm just going to do it, right? I got out of my own way. So what I did was in September, I, re I evaluated what worked with that, what didn't. And most of the time, it worked. I didn't have anybody unsubscribe. And also, I set that, had set that system up in my CRM system, that it was a, you know, a smart plan or an action plan that automated, automatically generated what I needed to do on a very task level basis. And what's so important on that element there is that you customize the message, right? So I think that's where a lot of people, from they think of automation and they think, oh great, I sent out a cookie recipe, I said clean out your gutters. No, no, you crafted a message that is set out automatically through technology, but you created the plan. Create the plan. Absolutely. And Wonderful. I teach that plan now with, uh, as a PC coach in our office, I teach them how to do it. Excellent. Um, it can be complex, but it can be done. So that was where I started. And then I hired my coach and we set my GPS goals early. What did I want to do next year? So we were very hyper-focused in the beginning of October. Let's start planning for next year. Let's fix the systems that we have, streamline them, cut costs, so that you can spend more time and more time out getting business. Not only that, I had set up systems um, this past year that were not my field. They weren't me. So I think the key was let's figure out what Jen does best and let's 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 do that next year. Let's not buy. Don't buy leads. Don't get on the phone and make a zillion phone calls because that's not you. I'm a high touch person, luxury level. I'm really involved with my clients. And so I changed what I was doing. So now I, my goal this year, coffees, conversation and coffees are me. We're meeting one-on-one, -on -one, at least three appointments a week, one-on-one -on -one, and getting referrals and building the relationship. So we create a very, a very uh, robust plan for 2024, which I already started.
because I got so excited. I revamped it and I started it. So my, I already have a plan for the entire year as far as what I do on a daily basis, what I do on a weekly basis, and I will just tweak it as I go. And the other part is streamlining the systems. I had an assistant. I no longer have an assistant because I don't need one. I'm, I'm waiting for my volume to go back up. So I took out the assistant and now I'm streamlining those processes so I can have just a transaction coordinator on the back end of my workload, not at the front end. So I took sure. three things there, Jennifer, for everybody that could actually like implement their business. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of see tr yeah. three trends is that you took time to plan. And then when you created your plan, you made it executable, meaning like stuff that you're going to do that's tailored to you. And then I heard make it unique and customizable to you. So kind of like the plan is like, hey, what am I actually going to do? Do I have it laid out? And then make it authentic to like who you are. That, that, that's kind of here what I'm hearing for people is like, go have a plan, make it executable that you can actually do it, but then also make sure it's authentic to who you are. Right. Because you want to connect with people that relate to you and that you relate to them because not everybody's going to be a good fit. And I say that because you will find people that don't fit with you. I'd much rather give out a referral than have a horrible transaction. You can only have one or two of those <laughs> that they will beat you up and you don't want to do real estate anymore, to be honest with you. And so I'd rather be very authentic up front and say, this is how I work. This is my business. I'm not sacrificing. You don't want me to do these things. That's not part of my business model, but I know someone that can, and I'll do it do, and give it out as a referral fee if I need to. So we, it's a win-win for everybody instead of a win fight. You know what I mean? And we know those clients and we're not mentioning names. <laughs> so, when you set the table for expectations and you build a plan to execute, right? Then you're not desperate for business. Right. And you no. can make the right decisions, right, for you and your consumer. Correct. And when I wake up in the morning, I know what I'm doing. It's not I wake up and go, what am I going to do today? Am I door knocking? No, I already have the plan. So I pulled these down. So one of the things that I do is um, I have ADHD. And so one of the one of the things I hear about, well, you got to call for four hours. You got to sit at your desk for four hours. That cannot happen for me. What I've learned is I've created a system that works for me, which means I sit for 25 minutes, I have hyper-focused, and then I get up and go for a walk, I get something to drink, I do other things. But all I've seen so many business models that say, you've got to do these things for four hours of calls a day. And what I've learned is let's be authentic with what I actually can do. So what I did was is um, I laminate everything. This is my GPS, okay? Wow, look at that. You're speaking Joe's love language now. <laughs> right? So that's this is this is big. This keeps me on track. This is the big picture. I do this. I look at this. If I get confused, <laughs> I go back and I go, oh yeah, I gotta do three appointments for coffee. So the um, brilliance for like everyone listening. I'm like, I am like a nut for one three fives. Like it's like one of my things that I will like spot check people on. Because here's the beauty of what you're talking about. Like you're talking about a plan and then execute on it. More often than not, the reason we don't execute on like our goals or attain our goals even is that we never wrote a plan out. So it's kind of like, I use this analogy a lot in my meetings. Like, hey, if you don't know what your plan is, it's kind of like, how likely are you to get dressed in five minutes if you planned out your entire like outfit of clothes the night before? As opposed to 
you come in and that, that morning and try to figure it out. It's also the simplicity of choices, which is why Costco does so well. You're either buying Kirkland paper towels or Bounty. You're either buying yeah. like Kirkland toilet paper or, you know, a Charmin toilet paper. So like the less choices you have when you're in like the field, the more likely you're to execute on your actual plan. So I think it's brilliant that you have that and you have it in a location, in your desk, so you're looking at it on a regular basis. So it ingrains in your head the priorities that are important, but not urgent. And that's going to make the difference in your business. So it's awesome. You might be the first person I've ever actually had on this call on this show that's actually said this. So congratulations. I just said it. And for those of you that are listening, which she did, she actually held up her filled out, ready to go visual version of her GPS or 135 to know this is my direction. This is my roadmap. And this is what's going to make me successful in 2024. Right. So I have that hanging. I look at that every day. The other thing that's my go-to, I never, ever have to know, think about who am I going to call today? Who am I going to touch? Okay. So I have my eight by eight system in play and then everybody rolls into, which we know at Keller Williams is the DTD2 system also laminated and that sits up there. And that is where I call by the alphabet. You know, you pick two last name letters, and you call them for the week, you figure that out on Monday. So if I have 35 people to call for the week, I'll look at my week, schedule out who I'm going to call and then who I need to text for the week to connect with them and ask for, ask for the business, have a conversation, schedule a coffee appointment to make sure I touch everybody. Yeah. I love that you're coaching to that. And again, I love the automation side of that too, because the system will say, hey, you filtered out your daily twos, right? Here's the people you're supposed to call each day, bang, knock through them in a week. Correct. That's the leverage component of that, which I, I love because you don't even have to think about it that much, right? Because how much time is wasted by people thinking about who I'm going to call? They call the wrong person because then they start doing water cool of gossip talk instead of which is being focused on, which is their business and their consumer. You save so much time that way. Yeah, the time is up front, just like planning, putting this DT2 this system actually in your crm that's scheduled all you know that's tagged everybody's tagged in my i have a nomenclature for all my tags when i put people in i know exactly there's a there's a process for that and then there's it's just very systematic so i know that people know who i am and then it's just the follow-up process that here's where it gets sideways we can i'm an excellent planner i can plan out the entire year here's what happens real estate's not a plan when you actually talk, when you deal with people. So things get sideways. I think the big thing for everyone to understand, and I've had to learn is every day is not going to be the same. You try to make it the same. You say you want to call between 10 and 12 or whatever. You have this whole systematic approach, but reality is you probably have an emergency on your listing that you got to go take care of, or your sellers called you or your buyers have called you. And now you need to go look at homes. So you have to add in some flexibility there and understanding. And I think sometimes you can get sideways. If you get off track, how do you get back on track without beating yourself up because now you're behind and it's not what you thought. So adding that flexibility, I think is really important in your schedule and to fill it in when you can with things that you need to do just because you got pulled off on a transactional item. Right. right? So I love how much detail you're putting into all this, as well as your schedule and your calendar. And I love that you let off to saying, hey, I need to have two or three coffees every single day, right? Mm -hmm. That outside of working with the consumers actually showing or listing, that's the most important thing for you, right? If I don't have appointments, I got to fill those slots. 
So I imagine if I was looking at your calendar, you probably have two or three times that this is when I book every single day that I book my coffees. Correct. Yeah. Stephen Covey, 1990. <laughs> there. It's amazing. And look, there's a lot of toughness in our world of real estate right now. We, there's all kinds of things going on, right? Businesses down for a lot of people. It's not for some, but it's down for a lot. However, the focus, the hyper-focused agents are the ones that are going to come out the other side, even bigger, badder, and better, right? We're already seeing changes start to happen, right? As early spring going to hit us in January for listings, right? You've already got a pocket full, right? The buyers, those that unfortunately were waiting for rates to drop are starting to see that. So we're going to see an earlier drive to the market because there's no inventory. You're prepared and ready to take advantage of that. And you're going to be in a proactive state. And those that are recovering for the holidays, that can, let's, let's be real, right? It's not just taking up for the holidays. It's it's mid-January before they're back in business. And you're waving my eyes, you're sprinting by them. Yeah, that used to be me. That used to be me in January. You know, like, oh, I need to play catch up. And my business didn't pick up until May, Right. And so now I'm like, I actually have listings in January because <laughs> so, I'm not living, feeling behind. I'm living saying, okay, I know what I have now. And I know probably for me to get the next business is going to be in this month. So let's just keep driving forward because the phone will, that will ring. It will come back to me. We just can't control when that happens, but we have to just be there when it does and be now, ready to go. I want to tie the temperatures because this is all business plan, but there's a relationship element to this too. Right. You're talking about your eight by eight. So it's your communication. You've been in business well, so you've got a database people. But there's a community outreach. And I don't know. I saw it online or everybody else has seen it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your pancake breakfast that you just had? Oh, that. Yeah. So there is a group of us uh, in the office. This started two years ago. It was another top producing agent sent out a message to all of us in our office and said, hey, let's do something that we give back. So what we want to do is we want to um, put a group of agents together. We're going to actually go crash an IHOP. We're just going to show up unplanned. Everybody bring a hundred dollar bill. That's the tip. And we're going to eat breakfast and we're not saying anything uh, for the waiter waitress that's going to serve us. We're going to have breakfast. We're going to actually mix and mingle, talk about our, talk about anything that we want. And at the end we would um, then give pay the check. And then she would she would bring it. We would all pay the check, and then we would give her a hundred dollars on top of that. Two years ago, we gave fourteen hundred dollars to the gal. Two years ago, and she started crying. It was a beautiful thing. We were all supportive of her. Um, she had young children. She could now afford Christmas. It was great. Last year, we did not do it, um, and so the same group came back together and said, "Hey, it's time to do it again. Let's switch to a different IHOP." And we went to another IHOP, and we all showed up. And we did the exact same thing. Not only is it great for the real estate agents to get together and bond and connect and talk about the market and everything else, but also we love the surprise. We love giving back. And that was just a great way to do it. And the burn picked it up our local Loudoun County buzz newsletter, online newsletter. Um, they picked it up um, two years ago. Um, and cause I know who he, Chris, who he is and sent some photos over and he took that story and ran with it. And then he found out about it again and ran with it. So we, we're going to probably just do it every single year and we'll just switch around. We encourage other people to take it, do that as well in other, other offices at any brokerage firm. It's a fantastic idea and a great way to get back.
I I love that that sense of that you're doing it for the right reasons. But it's also okay to kind of put that out there to me and generate a groundswell. There's an agent Bob Nelson used to do that. He does the same thing with military dinners, right? It's just giving, yeah, it's just giving back to the community, right? And doing it for the right reasons. And when your people know that you care, they're on board, and it's authentic. And so I I just love that. I saw it on the burn, and I, I saw it online, and I just I just love this. So thank you, because I think that's just amazing. There's so many ways to give back. And I think yeah. most people will connect with you if you find something to help them give back. I love animals. You know, I, I've done a podcast where I, I told people I pick worms up on the sidewalk when I'm out. I mean, I got to stop. I've stopped my car in the middle of one loud and going, got to move the turtle. I mean, that's, that's me. That's my thing is animals. Uh, <laughs> you, you and my boy Dylan, we think of Steve's because he's always on me about stuff like that. He saw that I bought a young turkey for Thanksgiving and he was very upset that it was called a young turkey. I thought they were just old turkeys, dad. I didn't know that they were young turkeys. He's my guy. (laughs) that He probably doesn't know what veal is yet. All right. Um, So I think that's like, as we kind of bring this to a close, as far as I'm always big on like people's stories of their individual success, because like it speaks to who you are, Jennifer, like you're not, boiler cutting up something and ripping off somebody else you're actually like customizing it to who you are to be authentic but i think as people are listening to this it's one have a plan and the plan doesn't need to be some like crazy thousand page pamphlet that you got to do all these intricate things on it's literally what's the way that you get in front of people and what's the way that you can provide value to them so that when they think about real estate they think about you and i hear like have a plan have a way to communicate with your people And then once you have that plan that's one being executed on and communicating, be authentic to who you are because you are, you are your business. And like, I think anyone listening is like that with a, I'll put an asterisk as the final piece is like, just do it. Like five second rule, atomic habits, whatever you want to talk about is literally just do it and stop overthinking it. It's the, it's the, the level of like, Hey, if we think too much, we outthink our, our like execution and then we make it more complicated than it needs to be. So I, I think that's beautiful. And I think the fact that you dropped in, here's my business plan for the year, it's already done. And here's how I'm gonna execute it. And then also one other thing to put on that is engaging in coaching. And I agree with you that the accountability, you are your worst manager. So you've got to find somebody else that's gonna hold you accountable. Yeah, my, my philosophy is this, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm in the wrong room. You know, I love to help others, but I always want to learn from people two or three levels up because that's how I'm going to continue to grow, gain new ideas, hone in my plan, become more authentic with who I am. And people can help you with that. You don't, you're really not alone. Even though you're a solo agent and you're running your show, um, you're a 1099, you're LLC, you still lean into other people. There's a big community that can help you grow and find out and help you get out of your own way. So. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today. We very much appreciate it. And for those of you home, it's never too late. Keep it simple. Get plugged into your systems, models, and tools and stick to the plan. That's it, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact, and we'll see you next week. 